You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. The serious side of the J. Rouse Show is coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why doesn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more, she seems just fine to me. No more, she should have been more careful. No more, we don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. No more. WWE Superstar Big Show here to tell you if you've been drinking, get a ride, take a cab, find another safe way to get home. Cops all across the country are cracking down on drunk driving. They will see you before you see them. Drive sober or get pulled over. Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. I'm telling you, I am first very honored that you would join me tonight. He has a very limited time spot, so we want to bring in Mr. Alan Farrell right away. Hey, how are you, Kathleen? You know what? I'm going to make you do what I do, baby. Man, what's crack-a-lackin', baby? What's crack-a-lackin'? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Rowe Show. Don't try to call me out, princess. You can take your love and true purpose and stick it. She's a bitch. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. Iranian officials confirmed today that Iran will enrich its nuclear fuel beyond the current rate of just under 4%. NPR's Peter Kendian reports Tehran calls out a response to the U.S. withdrawing from the 2015 nuclear agreement and reimposing sanctions on Iran. At a news conference in Tehran, Iranian officials said since Iran hasn't seen the benefits from the nuclear deal by its deadline of Sunday, it will take its second step to back away from its voluntary reductions to its nuclear program by upping its enrichment of uranium. The decision to increase enrichment above 3.67% concerns nonproliferation experts, but they say much will depend on how high the additional enrichment goes. Up to 5%, they say, would not be critical, but if it reaches 20% or more, alarm bells would ring. Tehran has already exceeded the limit of low-enriched uranium it can have. Peter Kenyon, NPR News, VN. Iran's move is seen as a challenge to Europe for failing to deliver economic relief from U.S. sanctions. Iranian officials say they will take additional steps in 60 days, but that it remains open to uh, diplomacy. In leaked cables, the U.K.'s ambassador to Washington calls President Trump's administration inept and incompetent and says the president radiates insecurity. The comments are embarrassing for the U.K. as a close American ally, but NPR's Frank Langford reports from London they're not surprising. In one document, Ambassador Kim Dowrick writes, We don't really believe this administration is going to become substantially more normal, less dysfunctional, less unpredictable, less faction-riven, less diplomatically clumsy and inept. 
Mail on Sunday, the British newspaper which broke the story, characterized the contents of the cable as bombshell. But similar assessments of the Trump administration are not uncommon among European allies. In April, the outgoing French ambassador to the U.S. publicly called Trump whimsical, unpredictable, and uninformed. The U.K.'s Foreign and Commonwealth Office said Derek was just doing an ambassador's job, providing an honest assessment. The Foreign Office added that Derek's views are not necessarily shared by the government. Frank Lankin, NPR News, London. To Hong Kong now, where demonstrators are gathering in an area popular with tourists from the Chinese mainland. The BBC's Robin Brandt is at the rally. He says the protesters say China is getting only censored reports about Hong Kong and the ongoing protests against a controversial extradition bill. They're chanting, they're holding up posters saying, together we stand, there is the unofficial uniform of the protesters. Lots of people wearing the black t-shirts. It's loud, it's noisy, but it's peaceful. And for now, along the way they go through Kowloon's busy shopping district where they hope to meet and greet and talk to lots of tourists from the Chinese mainland. That's their focus today. It's not a political target. They want to focus on people coming here from the Chinese mainland and talk to them, tell them what they're angry about told them what their cause is. This is NPR. Coming up next on The Serious Side. And I think I've done more than any other first-term president ever. I have a phony witch hunt, which is just a phony pile of stuff. Mueller comes out, there's no collusion, and essentially a ruling. I see you looking there with a little smirk. How many times did you look so innocent into your wife's eyes and lie to her about Uh, Lisa? Mr. Chairman, it's outrageous. Harassment of the witness. You need your medication. Well, the, uh, the allegations against Congressman Conyers, as we have learned more since... Uh, Sunday are serious, disappoint, disappointing, and very credible. It's very sad. Uh, the brave women who came forward are owed justice. Now to the latest on a Harris County juvenile judge under investigation after he reportedly released nearly all of the children that appeared before him the day after he lost what real we life. have not seen before, in our recent public life at least, blatantly, repeatedly, baldly, shamelessly lying, making stuff up. The president said he'd pass a middle class tax cut before the next election. Congress isn't even in session. He just makes it up. Welcome to the serious side of the Jay Wilde Show with Mrs. Vanessa Maybell, Mr. Jerome Esprit, the official texter of the show, Mr. Johnny D, and Mr. Elias. Now here is your host, Jay Wilde. Good Sunday morning to you folks. Today is July 7th, 2019, and you're tuned to the serious side of the Jay Wilde Show, which happens every Sunday right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio. At its best. Of course, like the man said, I'm Jay Ralph. Thank you so much for spending a portion of your Sunday with us. The first Sunday in the month of July, the first and last Sunday, I should say, of, the, of July in 2019. I don't know why I was going with that, but okay, whatever. All right, listen, as always, I never should have stayed on my simply introduce you to the greatest people of all time that 
put in work here on this radio network. First up, let's bring in my big sis. She brings us Southern Twain to the show. She also continues to watch CNN, which I can't understand why. She needs to come on over to the MSNBC group. But anyway, we love her nevertheless. Let's bring her in, Miss Vanessa Mayvelle from the Mac and Nelly. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you doing? Happy Sunday. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Jay. Happy Sunday. I hope everyone had an awesome Fourth of July week. Like I did. Well, good. 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 Absolutely. Say what now? I said, notice I didn't say Fourth of July week. I said weekend. I said week. Yeah, it's true. It's always odd when it falls on a in the middle of the week. You know? mm-hmm. right. Thank you so much, sweetheart, for being here. I am now. I call the brother the educated brother himself, one of the smartest guys I know. My little brother, the one and only Mister Johnny D, in the place to be is in the house. Good morning, sir. How are you doing on this fine July morning? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, what a wonderful day it is to to be in existence. Um, had an opportunity to to go serve this morning as I typically do before the show, and I'm inspired uh, that we're going to have some good dialogue and some topics, and, and I certainly thank the uh, listening audience for allowing myself and then particularly the show to come into your homes uh, each Sunday morning. Thank you. Good morning, You're the man, brother. You are the man. It's the first and last word here on the serious side. The one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Jay. Good morning, Vanessa. And good morning, Hulk. Good morning. Good morning. Mr. L.S. is in the house, as always. He's the man that really runs everything around here. That is the man. It is Sunday. And, of course, if it's Sunday, it's a serious side. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is that call-in number. You could be a part of the conversation if you like. Or you can jump into the World Famous chat room, or you can hang out on social media, wherever you are or wherever you may be, as long as you're within the sound of our voices. And if we can reach you uh, either uh, by phone or by text or whatever. Make sure you be a part of the show. It's the Sunday Morning Roundtable. Once a month, we do a roundtable where we ask our panelists to bring topics to the table that they want to talk about, things that's on their mind. It's always usually an interesting conversation, to say the least. So let's not waste any time with the conversation. Let's just jump right into it, Mr. Elias, man. You're the man that gets the first and last word, so it's time for the first word. Mr. Elias, what do you want to talk about? First segment. Man, I, you know, I'm, I'm – I'm, I'm, I'm torn between like three topics. I want to talk about Epstein, but that's whatever. Um, it's breaking news. Just, just, just so you bring it up, tell yeah, everybody, but, tell everybody what you're talking about, Mr. Elias. People may not know. Oh, the big that Epstein has been. You break it. He's been accused of sexual trafficking. Wow, they, they arrested him this yeah. morning for sexual trafficking. You know, yeah, and, and, and uh, trafficking. I, he's the guy. He's the guy that, uh, according now, the, the current, I think, Secretary of Labor, who was the district attorney at, at the time, kind of swept all the evidence under the rug. This guy was a billionaire. And now, finally, mm-hmm. thanks to some great reporting by uh, some very reputable news uh, uh, organizations, now they're bringing charges against him. So that's a good thing. Go ahead, Ms. Tellias. Yeah. And then I wanted to talk about Amash, who, who, who stepped away from the Republican Party, but I digress on that. I, I, let's talk about the kids that they're putting in, cha- in cages, man. They're, how about the unfairness of what they're doing to the uh, the uh, 
the uh, people that are trying to come to this country illegally, illegally and illegally. You know, this 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 is just outrageous, man. You know, I, I think about all the people who cry and, and moan about uh, all the uh, injustices done to animals and everything else, but they don't. Some of these people don't give a damn what happens to these kids and these 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 people of color that they put in cages, that they don't they don't allow to bathe. You know, some people have been in there for 40 days, and some of these people are coming in asking for amnesty, and they they they're not they're not getting it. It's just ridiculous to me, man. It is really ridiculous because if you really think about it, if you really think about it, all of us were aliens at one point in time. Some of us are brought over here without, against our will. Some of us, some of us came over here, you know, you know, <laughs> through other means. So the bottom line is, you know, where where's all the outrage? If we're supposed to be truly American, it's supposed to be, the, the, you know, the land of the free, the home of the brave, man. Where are all the outrage? At? Why are these people fighting so hard against these aliens coming in? Just, it's, and the way they, they're treating these people is just, it's despicable and disgusting, man. It is. It is just despicable and disgusting. Well, I think, I think in fairness, Mr. Elias, that, you know, I think most people who care about animals and do all these other things, I'm pretty sure those people are very passionate about what's going on. But I, I get what you're saying. There are people that's on the Republican side of the fence that will go out of their way to save a dog, but then they'll walk right or step right over uh, you know, mm-hmm. a uh, uh, person of color who's in need or looking at immigrants differently. You know, it's interesting that we were talking about this. Cause we actually talked about it last week when Mr. Elias was away. But, but we, you know, we'll talk about it again because he wasn't here. Uh, you know, the, what's interesting is I was talking to one of my coworkers uh, uh, earlier in the week, Johnny D, and, um, you know, she, she tried to tell me, she said she's a strong Republican. Uh, for financial reasons only. I said, what does that mean? She said, well, I support the Republican Party because of pocketbook issues for my family. And I said, huh. I said, okay. And then she went on to say, well, uh, but I also think it's kind of unfair what's going on with our president, uh, that they're blaming our president for what's going on down at the southern border. And I said, hmm, what do you mean by that? And what she said was, well, you know, the bottom line is these, these people, and it's the same narrative. These people, you know, they kind of come here and they came here and, you know, uh, they, they need to, you know, if they come in legally, I don't have a problem with that, but they're trying to get in illegally. And see, and that's just not, so what's happening is the false message is resonating with the base, right? Because he uses these terms, and what I don't understand is how people don't realize and understand that this guy is a freaking, he is a liar, he is a pathological liar, and people continue to follow his word. And they're not looking at the story. They're not looking at the fact that these people are presenting themselves, which they have every right to do under U.S. law, but because the Trump administration is trying to feed catnip to their base, they're going through all these extreme measures to keep them out of this country. And so, you know, it goes back to what we always talk about. Bottom line is, People are going to believe what they want to believe, and you can talk about the Republicans all you want to, but their messaging on this thing has resonated with their base. And people who are what I call uh, fair-weather political people who keep up with the news, they're not people that watch this stuff all day like we do or stay in tune like we do. These are folks that get their information from, you know, a news, or they may hang out with folks who are, you know, trying to push this message along. But why do you think that is, and why do you think people – 
that are of sound mind and judgment continue to support this guy when you look at these horrific pictures that are coming from the southern border of uh, these children locked up in cages. I mean, are people holding up signs to glass-plated windows saying, help, please help me. I mean, this is something that, man, this is nuts. Your thoughts? You know what? No, John, he, I think he's here. I mean, I thought you were talking to me. Go ahead, Vanessa. Is he here? Oh, Jay, my. No, yeah, he did. Okay. Well, that's okay. There he is. Okay. Miss Vanessa, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was half listening because you were talking to him, but I agree with you that people think that what he's doing okay. Uh, we sat uh, for five days. We just came back from the beach with the RV, and we sat amongst Republicans for five days, and there were times that I just wanted to say something and couldn't say anything. But I think that their attitude is if the people wouldn't come over here, then their children wouldn't be in cages, or they wouldn't be in cages. Stay at home. It's their philosophy. Don't come over here. It won't happen. But now that they are here and it has happened, does not mean that it is okay to treat them like that. So I've come to the conclusion that people think that it is okay and that they're backing Donald Trump with this are people who are truly immoral people to begin with. That Donald Trump just brought it out where everybody else can see it in them or just brought out the truth then. Because you have to, if, if they think it's okay, they can have a heart or they're not morally in good standing in the first place, Jay. Because no white person, no good Christian person is going to say that's okay. They're just not. No good, no. So y'all can send the emails and I've got to send the emails. Go ahead. Well, it doesn't matter. People can say what they want to say. It doesn't matter. I mean, it's a real conversation. When you look at this stuff, this massive amount of people that are behind cages, that are sleeping on floors, where guards are saying, you know, if you want fresh water, drink out the toilet. Or, you know, or, you, you know the secret Facebook page, the secret Facebook page uh-huh. that these border guards are doing. I mean, when you think about this stuff, Johnny D, I mean, th- th- this is America, man, and it's taking us back, in my opinion, to a time where they looked at African Americans as second class citizens, and even though some may say that that's still the case today, if we're being realistic about it, it's not necessarily the case, but I still think that people are subconsciously uh, racist. Uh, I think folks, I I just think they they are. They don't realize they are, but they are. But at the end of the day, man, you know, how can we say that this is America, you know, the, the, the city on the hill, the beacon of light? When you have people locked up in these places like concentration, you know, I'm not going to use the term concentration camps. I'm just going to look at it like like slavery. I mean, it's got them in pits waiting to be moved on to the next whatever process. It's 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 uh it's something that almost hard to fathom that this is happening in this in this country. What say you? The other day I was looking at the news and I saw a a, a border. Patrol agent. Um, he looked to be one that was rank and file, and of course, obviously, he was a, a, a pundit of this current um, administration. But you know, being in the law enforcement community for, for 25 plus years, uh, I've, I've met a lot of good people, and 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 I've met some individuals who currently work for the Border Patrol. So. And um, you know, at, at, at the risk of um, revealing it, why well, I certainly won't do that. But I, but I asked 
him. I asked him, I said, hey, you know, are, are the conditions as favorable as this young man puts out? And, of course, you always have someone who is willing to promote a message when they think that it's going to be beneficial to them. But what this ranking official indicated is that uh, it's worse than, than, than what you would ever imagine in fact. Um, so yeah. the thing that's, that's disturbing is, is, you know, we hear a lot of talk from all aspects of the political spectrum, whether it be Republicans, Democrats, uh, independents, former, current members of, of, of Congress, the Senate. And you hear a lot of talk about the conditions, but tell me, have we seen enough photographs and videos inside of those places? And they are confinement facilities, uh, detention facilities. Those are the conditions. Have we seen enough on the inside to really be satisfied? I think not. If the conditions are that deplorable, and according to this ranking member of, of the Border Patrol, they are worse than what we can even imagine, then why aren't the American people and and the Mexican consulate inside of those areas videoing so that we can can put this to the public conscience? Because as long as you have the Donald Trumps of the world and and this gentleman – I, I don't even want to know what his name was, but he didn't give his name. But, you know, he had these little tubs and cabinets of, of, of supplies, and they were all labeled so neatly. But even when you looked at the stock, you're thinking, okay, if you got 1,500 to 2,000 people, how is four tubs of toothbrushes going to, to, to satisfy that, that, that population and then they're constantly coming in? So, again, I, 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 I act. That the conscience of Americans be be really informed. Uh, Jay, you, you you mention it every week, uh, and others do as well. You know, you got persons who simply just look at media clips, segments without really doing the work. But it it's 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 unimaginable that we have allowed that to take place. But that just goes to to show the conscience of America. You know, if if it's not impacting me then how much are we going to put a testament uh, to making sure that this administration is transparent? Because if they are illegal, as, as he said, then they are not entitled to, and, and this is not me speaking, I'm just saying from the standpoint of, 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 of this criminal trunk, if they're not entitled to any rights, then why try to protect their privacy? Correct? <laughs> There's no reason to try to protect I the agree with that, So man. therefore allow the cameras allow the cameras to go in there and so that they can tell their stories. But he he knows what the conditions are and he's a liar. And that's what he does and that's what the administration does. And shame on the young man who got up there and showed those two or three little tubs of soaps and all neatly compressed, but yet you've got fifteen hundred to two thousand people that, that you've got to um, take care of every single day. Children sleeping up under aluminum foil as blankets. These are the things that we see depicted in thrones. So put the cameras in there so that we can bring it to the conscience of the American people. And then let's truly see what these political figures will, will, will do so. I mean, they go down there and they take their tools and they come back and they use it as sound bites to set back and try to bash Donald Trump. But that is a human rights incident. And the same way that sometimes we look beyond the Syria's and, and, and the Hades 
and Haitians. Why? Because they're darker colored person. Now, I uh-huh. guarantee you if it was Norway or somewhere like that, people would be pounding on the walls of the White House in order to get in there to make some conditions better. Shame on us. I agree with you, man. Very passionate statement. Thank you so much. Smartest Man in the World is in the house. Mr. Jerome Spree from SpreeRadio.net, the man who brings us on a weekly basis, on a need-to-know basis. He's in the house. Good morning, Jerome. How you doing? Hey, good morning. I'm good, man. How you doing? Just another day in paradise, man. No palm trees. Right. Sunday morning roundtable. Uh, Mr. Elias wants to talk about uh, border patrol and what's happening down at the border. Uh, you know, just seeing the pictures of these folks. Uh, makes you wonder, you know, what's going on uh, with uh, this country of ours. And, you know, and Johnny D. Uh, so eloquently, in my opinion, uh, he, he voiced my opinion. You know how I get sometimes. I'm just trying to be calm and cool. But your thoughts on this whole thing, man, what we're seeing at the border, this country of ours allowing people to be, you know, we have 170-some people in cages that are meant for 35 people. But just think about what I just said, cages. I mean, what's going on here, man, is, is crazy. And it's, you know, what, and another piece of this that we're not, you know, that's being overlooked is the fact that this is a for-profit type facility. So these people are being paid millions and millions of dollars to, to, to house these, quote, unquote, illegal immigrants, a lot from whom a lot of these people present themselves at the border illegally because they're trying to run away from, you know, drastic situations that are going on in their country. Let's say you, Jerome. Yeah, I think we need to call it what it is. You know, I, we like to stay away from certain words and and try to sugarcoat what it is that's going on. But we need to call white supremacy what it is because that's, that's all it says, right? So I don't have any outrage about the children in cages things, but, you know, because Johnny D spoke for all of us and, and how, we, how we see it. But the reason I don't have the outrage is because now I am desensitized to what the capabilities of our own government wow. is, right? Mm-hmm. And so for me, mm-hmm. yeah. we need to, I think we need to really pull back, especially black folks, we need to pull back on our surprise and our upsetness at what is being done to them, knowing what has been done to us, right? And so you know if, somebody, if the government is capable of putting agents that cause cancer into people's TB shots and putting, um, you know, Tuskegee experiment and all this other, like, we know they put radiation in Similac. We know this. So when you start talking about desensitized, I don't think you can get a black person working at a facility like that and have them be like, oh, yeah, look at how these kids living and laughing at them. Those board agents was laughing at congressmen and cursing them out, saying stuff behind their back while they are oppressing somebody. We need to call white supremacy what it is. And talk about how certain segments, the one-tenth of the world's population, take pride in oppressing other people. Why don't we talk about that? Because there is something seriously wrong in the back of your brain if your humanity sucks that bad. Right? Mm. And so, for me, even looking at this and looking at how smug they are about what they're doing to them, it, it, is, it is clicking something in my head to say, Wait a minute. Maybe the message to us is we need to stop holding you in such high esteem. We need to stop negotiating this stuff, right? Stop coming to me asking me what do I think about, you know, oppression of other people. That's what y'all do. 
So now that I know that's what y'all do, now I can't even I can't even put you in control of nothing no more. I don't have the confidence. This is a no confidence vote for everybody of color on this planet to the fact that European nations cannot control this unless there are other Europeans involved. So that might need, be, need to be a conversation. That might um, that has to be a conversation that has to be had, you know, because we really, really are seeing. Um, them go outside of themselves, bend over backwards, call black countries asshole countries, and uh, like we have bent over backwards trying to justify the wrongness of it. We knew it was wrong from day one. Now we can't rationally discuss this like they like they're saying, right? So when you put policies like that, this is what drives me crazy about politics generally. When we have conversations like. Will Joe Biden mess up? And is Trump on a path to winning? I'm like, if that is their mentality to still vote for that fool when he created that climate, don't come to me and ask me, hey, you want to go to a baseball game? Because we ain't friends. Right? Don't come asking us to be rational when y'all are doing flat evil on the planet. When your humanity sucks that bad, then technically I don't have nothing for you. Well. Well said. That's my man. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. In this week's edition of Informative, so that's something that you need to know. Uh, this past week, uh, Nike was going to uh, actually release a sneaker with the Betsy Ross flag. It caused controversy. Colin Kaepernick stepped up and said something about it. So let's talk about it with some folks from NPR News. So it's time for this week's edition of Informative, so that's something that you need to know. We'll be right back. It's the serious side. It's the Sunday morning roundtable. Vanessa Maybelli, you're next. Think about what you want to talk about. We'll be right back after this. There's another sports-related story we wanted to talk about, or at least it speaks to the fact that sports figures and companies are about more than, well, sports. We wanted to talk about that special edition sneaker that Nike had planned to release in honor of Independence Day, featuring the so-called Betsy Ross flag with 13 stars in a circle representing the 13 original colonies. According to several news outlets, beginning with the Wall Street Journal, Nike pulled the shoes after former NFL quarterback Colin Kaepernick privately advised Nike executives to do so. Kaepernick, of course, is the activist famous for kneeling during the national anthem during his playing days to protest police violence, which evidently ended his playing days. He's also a Nike brand ambassador. Now, it's not exactly clear what he said to Nike, but it's been reported that he noted that the flag has been adopted by some white supremacist groups, along with the Confederate flag, to celebrate a time when slavery was legal and the country was supposedly more white, or white people had all the power. Nike said in a statement that it pulled the shoes based on concerns it could, quote, unintentionally offend and detract from the nation's patriotic holiday, unquote. But then other people criticized that decision, including the Arizona governor, Doug Ducey, who said that Nike has, quote, bowed to the current onslaught of political correctness and historical revisionism, unquote. He claimed that he would pull back support for financial incentives that were promised to Nike for opening a manufacturing plant in Arizona. So we figured the barbershop would be a good place to talk about all this because that's where we talk with interesting people about what's in the news and what's on their minds. So joining us today are Alyssa Rosenberg. She's an opinion writer who covers culture for the Washington Post. She wrote about this recently. Welcome. Thanks so much for having me. Joseph Cooper is a professor at the University of Connecticut where his research focuses on sport, education, race, and culture. Professor Cooper, welcome to you. Thank you for having me. And Eugene Rapkin is the founder of Style Zeitgeist, which is a fashion blog. Eugene, welcome to you as well. 
Thank you. So let me just read something that Alyssa wrote in her piece. She said that few things are more American than a giant company's efforts to turn a profit off a patriotic emblem than see the project product flare into a cultural bonfire. Duly noted, duly noted, Alyssa. I'm going to actually go to Professor Cooper first on this um, because I take it you agree with Nike's decision to pull the shoes. Is that right? That is correct. Because? Um, I definitely, mm-hmm. uh, I agree because... Um, One, we live in a highly politicized climate, and when we think about understanding what the meaning of certain symbols um, historically meant and what they mean in contemporary terms, I think it's important that if, if we are moving towards becoming a more perfect union and respecting the positionalities of diverse groups, that we consider maybe certain symbols that we used to celebrate i.e. the Confederate flag, um, i.e. the original uh, 13 colony flag, um, that that symbol isn't a symbol of unity for all Americans. And so taking into account groups that have been historically oppressed, such as African Americans during that time period, uh, when that flag was created, I think that it was a, a, a very appropriate gesture for Nike to pull that that particular style of shoe. So, Alyssa, I'm going to go to you here because, you know, unlike some people for whom, you know, Kaepernick is just the gift that keeps on giving. I mean, there are people who just are outraged by everything he does. Um, and there are those who want to turn this into a referendum on people who love America versus the people who don't. But one of the things that interests us about your piece is you took a different tack. You were saying you're not denying that perhaps this flag has been co-opted by these white supremacist groups. The point you made is that we shouldn't be so quick to capitulate when racists try to paint symbols of our national story? Well, I think it's a really interesting question. At what point has something been so thoroughly co-opted that it can't return to any semblance of its original meaning? And because a couple of obscure clan groups or some guy from Identity Europa or some jerks at a Michigan high school football game try to use a historical symbol like the Bessie Ross flag, who gets to say they win? You know, why do jerks who want to imbue something with a new meaning that it may not necessarily have had, why do we get to say that they're right, that they get to poison this and then none of the rest of us can have it? I mean, I think part of what was very interesting about this debate is that clearly this is a conversation about a symbol that has happened in some quarters but has not reached a broad audience. And so I don't know that there is a consensus on whether or not the flag is painted. I respect anyone who says that because this symbol has been used this way, it no longer has an uncomplicated meaning. But I am really opposed to ceding space to white supremacists simply because they touch something, therefore it's poison. Why not fight back? Why not try to have an actual conversation about who gets to decide the meaning of these Back in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It's Sunday. This is a serious time. It is the Sunday morning roundtable where our guests, not our guests, our panelists, bring topics to the table that's near and dear to their heart. And Vanessa May Belly from the Macinelli, uh, it's your turn. What do you want to talk about this morning, Vanessa? I'm like this. 
even if I want to talk about the nipples or the ice cream. Hmm. Let's talk about the. You want to talk about the what? The ice cream, okay. I I didn't know if I want to talk about the nipples or the ice cream. That's what I said. So, Jay, you act like you don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know what you're talking about, but okay, go ahead. <laughs> like, okay, okay so it's, it's Sunday morning, but go ahead. <laughs> oh, okay, well, let's talk about the nipples then. So, am I the only oh. person? Huh? I, 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 I saw uh, what you're talking I about. I saw it too. Yeah. Okay, so, what? and I haven't even been on TV in five days. Okay, so, Jay? <laughs> Jay's the only one who hasn't what? heard it. <laughs> I, I guess not. Go ahead. I mean, I don't know how much traction we can get out of that, but but go ahead. I mean, good God. All right, we have bring. Okay, so set the table, uh, Vanessa. Wow. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> Vanessa's like, wait a minute. I think you get set up, Vanessa. <laughs> I, I, don't do it, girl. I don't even know where. They, is this a ten minute conversation? <laughs> Somebody get ready. Go ahead, Vanessa. Ice cream. Talk about talk about the ice cream. We'll talk about that other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, wait, make I, up your mind. What do you want to talk about? I'm sorry, I don't know. Go right. ahead. Okay, so the ice cream. Okay. So what about the ice cream, Vanessa? No, we're going to talk about the nipples. Okay, so apparently <laughs> uh, at the parade, which I didn't see any of the coverage. I ain't looking at no MSNBC, no CNN, nothing for five days, okay? So apparently looking at Facebook, MSNBC, Posted a picture of the first lady. She must have gotten wet at the parade. She had on a white dress, and you can see her freshly done boobs sitting up <laughs> like jelly to her white dress. Okay, yeah, I mean, let's, let's talk about it. Cause mm-hmm. they talked the about Michelle Obama like a dog. I know. So Go ahead, Vanessa. Michelle Obama, Miss Michelle, because she had on short sleeves, no sleeves. She had on no sleeves, and they talked about her soul. But we have a first lady, first trash, first tramp, first whatever you want to call it, slut, who comes out and does not have on a bra under a, under her dress. And get wet, and you can see all of it. So I am wondering if we had seen the whole picture, did she have on underwear? No. Nobody posted the whole picture. Because <laughs> I would love to know. And I don't talk about her. I never fool with her. She, she dresses nice. I ain't got nothing to say about what she did. She was a hooker, upright, prostitute, whatever. Taking nude model pictures. I don't go there about her. You know what? This is so disrespectful to the White House. It is so disrespectful as being a first lady. And you know what? These white people on Facebook are taking up for her with that dress. Well, how did she know it was going to rain? You stupid. <laughs> Everybody knew it was going to rain. It didn't matter if it rained or not, y'all. She should have had a bronze. Okay. All right. Here's the, here's the thing. I know me and Vanessa are about to get some. Get some letters and stuff, but so Jay, you might want to opt out of this because oh. you know what? I don't really care. Yeah, you might. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jay, you might as well pack this this part of your segment up. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll sit this one out and let you guys. Jay, wow. let me tell you something. Go ahead. I didn't Jay not know this. Is, is that 
everybody knew it was going to rain. She did that on purpose. And if she wanted to come out and look like she was in a wet T-shirt con- um, contest, it was going to happen that day. So I saw all of those memes and people ripping her apart, but they were right, right? So for the little perverts out there on, uh, who, are, who are looking at that going, ooh, look at her, she's hot, they are sick asses too. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Like, you yep. are not supposed to present yourself in any kind of sexual way when you are leading anything. And I don't care what you lead, right? I don't care if you run a strip club. Your butt shouldn't be doing that. So she was inappropriate, and we need to call her out on that. Now, I can't go as far as Vanessa saying that she should have undergarments and all that, but I think she should have been appropriately dressed when it came to knowing the conditions that she was going into. Because she does not dress appropriate anyway. And let alone, um, you know, she's, she's borderline hookering anyway from her nude pictures, and we act like we don't see them. So yeah. if we were nasty like Republicans were, then I would guarantee you instead of having that baby blimp up there, people would have had big posters of her naked up there. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's just because we're yep. not vile like they are. But I am telling you, we should call them out. So, Vanessa, shout out for calling them out. I wouldn't have mentioned it generally because I, I blacked it out or something. I wasn't even thinking about it. But the fact that she was that inappropriate and your first lady is acting like a hooker, your president is acting like a bully and a narcissist and has the attention span of a doggone, uh, what I thought in my head, I just can't say. I'll switch that to the attention span of a gnat. And so the, the issue is that we are not calling them out for being vile human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, all the way on, across the board. Hold on, let me get in here. Let me get in here. Hold on. Go ahead. It's your so, show. She's the first lady. And I don't care when black women wear white dresses, we generally put on black lips, black bra. I'm just telling y'all underneath. Okay. She, on the other hand, is the first lady of the United States where she wanted to wear a white dress. She could have had a white dress purchased or made that had a lining made in it. So, therefore, you couldn't have seen anything. Wait a minute, Jerome. Because if you're in sunlight, you can see what people got on underneath a white dress when you're in social lighting. And I don't care if it rained or if it didn't rain. She got off on not having on. I think she did it purposely. Like you said, I do. I do because she knows better. And even if she doesn't know better, her people who, do, who dress her and do her hair and her makeup know better. She could have had on a dress that had lining made in it. Don't tell me this woman didn't know this was going to happen. Don't tell me. With her little, with, look, with her fresh boob job. I'm trying to Google to see what year she was born, which is 1970. So I'm trying to see how she got these jelly moves made without the help, and they were sitting up in the dress for the same. I can't believe that helped them get on the card. I can't believe that lady didn't know it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to opt out on Jay, like Jay on this last part, but I'm just saying. I'm not. Y'all can't say it, but I can. <laughs> hey, this is the result of having too many guys on the show. We are like... Y'all can't, but that's a good time when you got a woman on the show. I can say it because she knew better. Women know how to dress when they're wearing certain colors. She 
But, but Vanessa, can I say this? Is that a cultural issue? Because black women will cover themselves. Like, I, I'm just saying, I don't know. But I would think maybe, I'm trying to give her an excuse now, maybe that's a cultural issue of what we would do as black folks. So I, I, I'll give her a pass on that part, but she still was being a hooker. I'm not, I'm not going to give her a pass because... What no, 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 for knowing. I, for, I'm saying for knowing. But let me tell you what they do. They buy an expensive dress that's lined. That's what they do. They buy an expensive dress. We couldn't always afford those dresses. They had linings made underneath it so you couldn't see through it. Like, Jay, my daughter and them don't even wear a slip. You got, a, you got girls. Jay, you ain't got nothing but girls. My daughter and them don't even wear slips, but at least they do cover up. White women with money usually get a lined dress that's already made in it. I'm telling y'all. She knew what she was doing, and I think it's funny because she said it makes him look like a fool. It makes who look like That's a fool? That's my topic. <laughs> who did you say it makes look like well, a fool? <laughs> he makes himself fool. look like one, but she sure helping him. Oh, well, he's already a fool. She's That's trash. what my point was. She's trash. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Nick. All right, well. All right, well, great topic. I'm sorry, go yeah. ahead, Jerome. Yes, sir, no, no, sorry. I said, let's hand, I was just saying, let's hand the show back over to Jay. Back to you, Jay. <laughs> like, Jay is like, okay. <laughs> back to you, Jay. Thank you. He's, he's thank in the newsroom today. Thanks, thanks. Thanks, Jerome. Yeah, thank you. For, thank you. Thank you for the, now that the TMZ portion of the show is over. 347 minutes. Top of the hour. Hey, great. Big uh, Vanessa. Um, I never saw it. I, you know, it's. Uh, but hey, we guess we need to talk about that. We have several twenty minutes left in this topic in, in this in this uh, segment. So, Johnny, uh, uh, what, 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 what do you think about this morning? I, I mean, I don't know what you. What else do we talk about? I, I don't know what I thought. Go ahead. You, you said she had a white dress on, and, and okay. Let's talk about Epstein. Oh, well, it's not your turn, Miss Elias. Johnny D, Johnny D, what do you want to talk about, man, in the last remaining 20 minutes we have left in this topic, in, in this segment? Well, I, I tell you what, Jay, what, what I would really like to discuss, um, and, and we may we may take up more time or we may not take up as much time, but uh, let, let's talk about the week that was uh, Joe Biden. Uh, it, it amazes yep. me how cynical um, – people can be when it comes to listening to media sources and, and not really knowing the facts. Now, we've talked about 40-some years of public service that Joe Biden has put in um, in public office. And, of course, he's going to have to come back, and, and he is going to have to make some some – he's going to have to make some, some – some, uh, Oh, wow. The word that I'm looking for is really just – yeah, I can't even think about what, said, I, what, yeah, what he, I really want to say you know, in regards to – Yeah, yeah he, he's going he, to have to come back and, and uh, you know, I'm very seldom do I get lost for a word, but uh, – He's going to make amends he's for it, yeah. He's going to make some amends, yeah, yeah. He's going to make amends for it, yeah. Uh, yeah, for, for just some of the things that he has done politically, simply just – getting along, going along, uh, politics. You know, you look at the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, 
the 2000s, and, and now you look at, we, we, we bought him on 2020. So he has done some things that, yeah, may not have been the sign of the time. Now, am I endorsing Joe Biden? Not at all. But it amazes me how, how a month ago this guy was unblemished. He served eight years under the only African-American president and never had anybody who brought up any issues about him being, uh, in, you know, impartial to, to African-Americans or minorities. And all of a sudden you get uh, the Democratic debate. And the young lady, Miss Harris, brings up the, the the comment about the Boston. And now you you look at the the shows and you read the articles, and every African American is coming out as if this guy is, is is some type of racist being. And it just amazes me how the week has transitioned where he was the front runner, and and had a lot of African American support to where now as you know it's in question. Now, of course, what what happens is this here. I think truly Donald Trump is championing this because he wants to face Kamala Harris because he understands that his base will suck into that as well as those individuals who are so disgusted by by his by his policies or lack thereof, by his ethics or the lack thereof, by his criminality, which is confirmed. All of the ones who talk about it, when they get behind that curtain and they pull that lever or, or they, you know, punch the cards or they do the write-in vote, whatever they do in that particular state are going to vote against that young lady. So I'm not suggesting that that, that, that um, Joe Biden should be the president, but what I am saying is it, it's kind of going back to 2016 where – I, I remember talking to some African Americans at some at some opportunities that I had to speak, and everyone was talking about, "Well, they not going to vote for Hillary Clinton because she's such a, a, a criminal." But look at what we put in, you know. So I'm just wondering if if, if somehow or another we're not heading towards that tide where the one candidate that can probably probably sustain a victory in the general election is going to be his character going to be so assassinated that are we going to stay at home? As a community, the African Americans, you know, we 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 swing on the Democratic Party, okay? And the Democratic Party, to me, uh, has has voided all all commitments and promises. They depend on our votes, and and they almost feel like it's an entitlement. So when they make all of these these promises, and they go to these black churches uh, two weeks outside of the time that you go to the polls. And they make all these promises about what they're going to do. Then they get in office and do absolutely nothing. Well, of course, they understand, just like Trump says, that he's going to get at least uh, 37% of, of the, the, that, that, that radical vote. The Democrats count on the African-American vote. So I'm, I, I just want to just kind of discuss that, you know, kind of the week that was. Where are we now in regards to who, who are we believing? Do we set and take a snapshot uh, of, of, of a person's career Again, it spans 40 years Yeah, he has done some things that yeah, He's going to have to reconcile with um, He's going to certainly have to reconcile With the African American community But then he's going to have to reconcile with, with several others Because he's got 40 years of politics In the 70s You know, you, you look at the type of politics That existed in, in, in America You look at the 80s With, with, the, with the, um, the war on drugs 
And for those individuals who get so upset about the terminology, the super predator, and, and, and the crime bill that happened, you think about how crack impacted the African-American community, and it's still impacting the African-American community. That was the most 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 vile time in, in, in within our community as far as people getting killed and people getting incarcerated. So, you know, I, I asked, I ask, you know, just one, one, one simple question and look for the feedback, you know, where are we now in regards to the loyalties that that we do or don't show as a community? And when I say that, I'm talking about an African-American community. Um, and but, that's that's a topic that I like to speak on. But I, I want well, to, if I can go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, say that, go ahead, um, go yeah, I, I just want to say, listen, all right, so I, I understand that, that the – I understand the points that you're bringing up, and I agree um, that, thi- well, I don't know if you were saying this to paraphrase, but the issue is always with the Democratic Party is how they trash each other. So I am now forever going to call Kamala Harris Black Hillary. And the reason Black Hillary's problem is that she can't see the general election for the doggone primary. So she's going to start off her comments by saying, I don't think Joe Biden is racist, and you sparked a racist perspective. So people who are not paying attention to politics are going to be like, yo, that dude is racist, right? Nobody heard the fact that she said, I I don't think he's racist. Now, I will never say to any white person for the rest of my days that you don't have a racist bone in your body. That's crazy. Because we're all programmed by the... um, the environment that we live in, right? Supremacy is a systemic issue more than it has to do with you hating a person because they're black most of the time. So if you support the, the oppression of black people, you don't have to be racist to do that, right? You're just supporting a policy that leaves you in, um, that leaves you in a higher order, of, a pecking order anyway, right? So you prefer that you have a better opportunity. So what happens with this whole conversation, and mind you, all of the candidates are where I should have been this weekend, and that's at the Essence Fest, but <laughs> the, the trick is is that the Democratic Party needs black people. The last 50 years of political races, like just generally in presidential races, the white vote has not gone to the Democrats. The Democrats has won a lot of time without the majority of white people voting for them. 62% of the vote on average, for presidential election, is the white vote for the Republican. That ain't going to change, but we've had Democratic presidents. So we need to get over our politics and say, stop chasing rural white folks voting. Right? Stop chasing them because you still win without them. Obama won twice without having a majority of white folks vote for him. So we need to see it for what it is. But the problem is, is that the Democratic Party always and I mean always, without a doubt, will kill each other just to run this this purity test once they get to general election, right? So you got racist Democrats or conservative Democrats telling um, black people or telling other candidates, oh, that's that's not middle-of-the-road enough. Our politics should be like this. Kamala could have addressed this and pushed Joe Biden to the farther in the progressive side. That's what the party needs to do. 
So I don't think Joe Biden is opposed to whatever the party wants. You can push that guy to wherever you want. I don't have that kind of confidence in Joe Biden that he understands black people at all. But I know this, he can still hear you. And that's, if that's all we can win as black people, that is it. You know what I mean? We cannot keep yeah. investing in people thinking that we need to have somebody there who understands us. They don't. So we need to be more, a little bit more strategic <laughs> in how we see politics. But anyway, I, I just wanted to well, say you know, that. What huh? What yeah. last week? I mean, I don't know if you, I can't remember if it was last week. I, you know, I went on this rage with this whole thing, how Kamala Harris did what she did. The fact that I said, you know, back in 2016, she talked about how, you know, Biden family, she invited the vice president and his wife out, said that the Biden family is the of the American family. She talked about in her book how busing made her a more rounded person because she got a chance to be with different cultures. And then for her to bring that up, it's a low blow. And a lot of former African-American congresspeople are saying the same thing. And the fact that she's doubling down on it, you know, and all of a sudden, Everybody want to act as, act as if Joe Biden is some racist, and we have to question something that happened freaking twenty something plus years ago, you know. And, and you know, I brought up the fact that Johnny, you were in the military when this happened. I remember when first when uh, Don't Ask, Don't Tell first came into existence. Now people are looking at everything today, everything back from yesterday through today's lenses, and they're like, "Oh, Don't Ask, Don't Tell, it's the worst thing we can't." No, when they put that in place, they were trying to protect gay soldiers. Because then commanders didn't have the authorization to walk up and ask a soldier, were you gay or not? But see, you weren't living back in that time, so you don't know why that was put into place. And when we talked about busing, African Americans were on Joe Biden's side back in the day when that was going on. So for her to continue to do this and continue to bring it up, and do like Cory Booker on Slimy Butt is trying to jump on it too by making his comments, they act as if this guy's record, I mean, you know, Vanessa, it's like like I said the other day. You could be laying in bed, and all of a sudden your mama comes start whooping your behind. What you doing? I'm whooping your brother for something you did 10 years ago. Man, get out of here with this nonsense. It's ridiculous. Right. And, you know, shame <laughs> on her. Shame on her for doing this. Shame on her. She can't win in those states. Let's just be honest about this. She can't win in the states that Democrats need to win uh, to win 2020, the 2020 presidential election. Let's just be honest about it. To stop all this nonsense with the polls. Oh, she's searching the polls. Oh, she's this. Stop it. She can't win it. Let's just be honest about it. And now Jay, her I record know. as a prosecutor is really going to be uh, scrutinized now. And let's talk about what exactly. you've done. Oh, by the way, you're married to a white exactly. guy. Stop all this nonsense. Yep. Stop yeah. it. Yeah. Just stop it. Yeah. And, and, you know, she, she has backpedaled on a couple of and, – and this is not a, a condemnation – of Kamala Harris, I, I think a great deal of her, but I'm just saying politics. You know, we we get too wrapped up in 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 the sense of politics instead of the the integrity. You know, if if you think back, uh, even in the Republican uh, base, you you think back to to Herman Cain uh, many many years ago after they had that first debate and Herman Cain was leading the polls and you know they they found out Herman Cain was dating white women and all of a sudden he he he, he tumbled. Um, uh, Ben Carson, you know, Ben Carson uh, was doing well 
with the Republican Party uh, as far as the, the debates, and all of a sudden he he wanted to go thug and talk about you know how he was in knife fights and everything else, and, and <laughs> of course he met his demise. So the reality of it is is this right here: everybody, everyone plays politics. Um, I'm looking for some substance, and, and again, I'm I'm favorable to the fact of of, of having open debate. But if, in fact, the goal is to get to the general election at all costs, then Donald Trump may very well get four more years in office because he's yeah. going to be allowing – I mean, look, look at how he – there's one person who he is targeting. And that should say something to, to, to the American voter, okay? He, is, he doesn't even open up his mouth except he puts his words on Joe Biden because he understands that the only person in today's America that is going to beat him and unseat him is going to have to be a white male. Right. Because yeah. that's something yeah, he, he can't he's, defend. He, he's done. Yeah. yeah he's, he can't, uh, I mean, he can't she's, defend I mean, that. As as I, she can't get my vote. I'm sorry. And Mr. Elias got mad at me last week when I said she just can't. Well, the other, when we talked about it, maybe this is a conversation you and I had off, off the air list. But, but she can't Do get my vote. I'm, I'm sorry. I mean. Hand up. Okay. So do y'all even think that she would be vice? Because when nope. I said, wait a minute, when I said Biden-Harris, because the first time I was saying Biden-Beto, so I got rid of Beto. But when I was saying Biden-Harris, wait a minute, then y'all shoot me out and say, why she couldn't be president? Why she got to be vice? Now y'all saying y'all don't like her and don't want her to be nothing. I didn't know y'all so, said that. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I thought that she would be a good vice president. I think I agree with you. I thought I that she would set herself up. I think she would be a good vice up. president. I'm sorry. I never thought she would make a good president. I always put Biden in front of her. But, yeah, I thought I mean, so too. I, thought, I, I, I agree with you. I don't agree vice with you president. anymore. I, I mean, I don't agree with that anymore, but I agreed with you then, and I said that she just blew it. And you know what? Yeah. No, because yeah. the problem is that in politics, when somebody will go all out at you, knowing and they yep. know what they're doing to try to paint you with yep. something, how do you partner with that person? That That is bull yep. to have a partner, uh, uh, a cabinet of rivals. Hillary Clinton undermined President Obama. I mean, we wouldn't have even gone in Libya if it wasn't for her at the State Department. So your people can undermine you. That's not, that's not smart. It is like somebody saying, keep your friends close and your enemies close. That is the dumbest thing you can do in the spiritual world ever, right? You are what you eat. You are what you reflect. And so you need to be really conscious about what you're drawing in. Stop, stop feeling like you need to pacify your opposite because your opposite can be your bad, your, your, um, your, um, your bad intentions. You don't, you don't gravitate towards it just because you feel like, I need to give that a look, <laughs> you know. It's like I need to explore my homicidal side. Like you don't need to do stuff just because you're you think completely the opposite. So in in Kamala's um, position, she is trying to prove that she's smart. And you and you look at all the women who are saying, you know what? She prosecuted Joe Biden, and that shows how she would treat a white man. I am telling you right now, if you learn nothing else from the Trump victory, or from him winning the presidency because he didn't win the majority of votes. But if you learn nothing else, 
I am telling you right now, attacking Trump like that as a black person ain't going to make you no favors amongst rural white America or white America in general. So for her attacking Joe Biden was not a badge of honor. It was the Hillary people who don't like Obama who who are championing um, Kamala. So she can let them white women kind of take her for a ride if she wants to, but now she's pissing off all black people. And that ain't gonna yeah, work. She she is. And any other part of it is, you know, and, and like I mentioned like I mentioned before, I said, you know the thing is, if it was a situation where it was an honest uh, moment on stage where, you know, and it happened, those things happened. There's no doubt about that. But you know, she wasn't even in the conversation. And then she says, Oh well, if the only black person I should be able to comment on this. And then and you know, she changed she took the, the comments that he made about segregationists and she turned it into busing. Well, for busing, for example, whoa, who was talking about busing? Then all of a sudden she goes down this avenue, I was that little girl. And as soon as she made that comment, guess what her, her campaign did? They released on Twitter a photo of her, and they started selling T-shirts. It was a calculated assault. No, no, they released assault. it before the and debate. She, but they, I didn't know that. I thought they did it before. I thought they did it during the debate. Oh. Like as soon as she made that comment, all of a sudden Twitter had all that stuff out there. I, I whatever really- or whatever it was. Yeah, I think they retweeted it. They put it out before, which means it was set. It was a setup from jump. She just had that. It was a setup from that. That's my point. That was my point. She she right. she was waiting, and like I said, she jumped in and is the only black person, and then all of a sudden she brings this make this comment. I mean, it is bogus, and she cannot get. I'm not saying that she's not capable of being president. I'm just saying that she can't win the presidency, no matter how Twitter explodes. Oh, Kamala, Kamala, and all these black women gravitating around her. All oh, the black women, everybody. It's amazing how we want to embrace people who don't want to embrace us. So you can go on with that nonsense. I'm done with her. All right, look, we're moving on. All right, it's time to get to the third set. Uh, Jerome, get, either you on deck, man. best Talk Sunday morning online radio right show, period. Hi, I'm Jay, the host of the serious side of the TGRS, and I'm asking you to come join me and my friends for some serious conversation before you go to church. It's the serious side of the TGRS. Happens every Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the BTR Radio Network.
the dance. I'm like buddy in his hands. He really knocks me off my feet. Back in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It's Sunday. It's serious side. Happy, 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 happy birthday to my dear sis, Miss Kendra Riley. I'll definitely be making some comments about her coming up in my closing remarks. But like we always do, it's time to say good morning to the peeps up in this place and say good morning to the morning only Miss Vanessa Maybelli. Vanessa Macanelli. Good morning, Vanessa. Good morning. I hear your phone going off in the background, and so it is okay. You guys don't agree with my opinion of what the first place is because it's my opinion. I don't think that was it, but okay. All right, Vanessa, look at you. You want to talk about nipples on a Sunday morning? You go right in here, girlfriend. All right, uh, the smartest man in the world, well, actually, the educated brother himself, which equates to one of the smartest men in the world, Mr. Johnny Needs in the house. What's up, man? Good morning, good morning. Everything is well. And uh, Ms. Vanessa, it's not that uh, I think anyone disagreed with you. It just, the topic just caught me off guard because you notice I stood down and didn't say anything because I was <laughs> flabbergasted. It, it was brought up. But as inappropriate as it was, it. Uh, it, yeah, I mean, it, it was certainly inappropriate. And, um, you know, once again, it's, it's the degradation of that entire office. And it just kind of trickles down throughout the family. So, good morning, everyone. (laughs) 
<laughs> the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Spree's in the house. What's up, Jerome? Hey, what's up, man? And uh, just like Johnny D, I, although I didn't hold back on this one, Vanessa, I agree with you 100% inappropriate, and um, that's just crazy for us to ignore it. Because you know, sometimes I do news stories that are, that I believe are in it, that I believe is inappropriate, but I think it needs to be said. So really, shout out to <laughs> really? what needs to be said. <laughs> really, <laughs> can't believe you just mouth to say that. Some of those really? ending stories, are you serious? <laughs> no. Some of Jerome. Hey, you know, they, they have a new penis pump. Oh, really? Thanks, Jerome. <laughs> <laughs> have never done a story about that, Jay. Thank you very much. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> but that is what I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We've gone off the rails. Hey, the man who gets the first and the last word here on the serious side, Mr. Elias. Good morning, sir. How are you? Uh, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Wow. Yeah, I know you like that topic, you dog. All right, man. Well, who's in the chat Can we say hello to the people in the chat room? <laughs> if it's open. I guess not. All right. Let me say good morning to some folks out there. What's going on back in the house? What's going on to, uh, okay, I don't know what he's doing. All right. Uh, what's up, Pastor? What's happening? Marietta Music checking in. Pamela's in the house. Uh, how do you pronounce this? Is this Celestina? Oh, but I didn't mess it up. I'm sorry if I butchered it. Uh, how you doing this morning? Jakeem? It's another what's happening to you, Jeremiah. What's going on? How you be? Oh, boy. There's some tough ones uh, today. Uh, I'm just going to say, what's up, G? (laughs) How you doing this morning? Paul, what's up? Oh, man. Cody, all you folks that's listening, appreciate you tuning in to the serious side. Coming up, it's the the Sunday morning roundtable, and Jerome is on the clock. But before we get to Jerome, let's bring in our director of social media and the social media outreach for the TJRS Radio Network. Let's bring in the wonderful Jackie. Jackie, good morning. How you doing? I'm doing great. How's everybody doing? Doing great. That's one of those shows. Good one of those shows. All right, Jackie, tell people how they can stay in contact with the TGRS Radio Network. When the TGRS Radio Network is not live, live all the way live. But you need more info about the TGRS Radio Network, please follow us on Facebook, <clears throat> Twitter, and Instagram, and all three pages have the same ending handle. Facebook.com slash group, Twitter.com, Instagram.com slash TJRS Radio. And also, to remind you again, the 10th, counting, 10th anniversary of the TJRS Radio Network coming up next month. Like I said, if you want to be part of the shows, let us know by um, uh, shooting us an email at SiriusSide at Outlook.com or you can contact either Jay or Mr. Elias personally if you want to be a part of these shows. And we are going to try to have you for next Sunday. Okay? Sounds like somebody's trying to put me on the, on the, on the, somebody just put me on the record. All right, all right. So there she is. She announced it. It's yes, going to be next, next Sunday. Next Sunday. 
for the Saturday shows that's coming up in August. Uh, what a te- you know, it was interesting you bring that up because I was at a, a, a barbecue on the 4th of July, the LAS, and, um, and so at a very nice home, I might add, very nice. It's always good to see black people doing well. And uh, so I went in the backyard listening to music. All of a sudden, man, I hear the interest, I hear the intro for the J. Ryle show for the next four hours. We listened to whole episodes of the J. Ryle show. Now, I didn't know they were going to do that. It was funny. It was embarrassing a little bit because, you know, I've never been in an environment where a lot of people are around listening to us. And it was it was kind of funny. So anyway, uh, kudos to Marshawn for doing that. His wife, lovely wife, beautiful home. Appreciate you guys having us over. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is the call in number three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It is the Sunday morning roundtable where our panelists come to the table with things they want to talk about. So last but certainly not least, yeah, the smartest man in the world is in the house. He's on the clock. Oh my gosh, you just Yes, Jackie, yes, go ahead. On, on, you should have asked Jackie because Jackie put a big video out saying what was on her mind about natural hair. Jackie, are you there? Uh, well, no. I did. I mean, did you see your text? Because I did want to, uh, but I want to properly wait for everybody, the host, to go. But did you, oh, I did text you about that, that I wanted to comment. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. See that? Uh, well, real quick, go yeah, make a on, the, on, the so called, on the so-called on the so-called ban that Massa put in place <laughs> about our hair. <laughs> Hilarious. So I'm gonna probably oh, wait okay. until all the old hosts are gone. I'd like to comment. Definitely time permits. We'll definitely get it there. All right, Jerome, man. What we talking about, man, for the last uh, 20 minutes of the show? Well, I didn't really have anything. I, I was going to talk about Black Hillary, but I'm not going to do that. I already did. And um, But I do want LAF to talk about Jeffrey Epstein. So we can talk about that. All right. So, yeah, so we LAF? talked about him. I mean, you brought him up because, you, yeah, because Mr. LAF was torn between two topics. So, Mr. LAF, man, uh, like they say in Congress, uh, Jerome has uh, re- what is it? What, what do they say in Congress when they're at those board meetings? You said I, I, I reallocate my time to the senator from from the gentleman from Indiana. Yes. So the gentleman from Indiana, you're now on the clock. <laughs> Look, man, it's, you know, this guy's a billionaire, and it's, 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 I, it, and he is just. <laughs> then, come on, man, how 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 dumb does this have to be for you to be a billionaire and you got a sex tra- sex trafficking operation going? How, how, how well, got to be dumb? I mean, you know, come on, it's man, please. Dumb. There's a lot of stupid criminals out there. It's not dumb. You, what, what are you saying? You're saying it's dumb because he's a, a billionaire and he shouldn't be? Come on, man, please. That's their mindset. You're a billionaire. Yeah, Why are you that's doing a news flash or something. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Stop it. You know, do, do I mean, okay. do drugs or something, man. Let's transport drugs. Do, do what you're oh, better. Oh, okay, there you go. Billionaires do what? Uh, break a crime, but just don't break a sex crime. In other words, trafficking. you can break a crime. You're talking but, about human trafficking. Yeah, yeah, you, you can. Human trafficking. Yeah, yeah, but you say, but but Miss Elias, but you say you can break a crime, just don't break the sex. Come on, man, stop. What are you talking no, about? Man, I'm not saying. Do you like the rest of the rich white folks, man? They, they, they you know, they, they transport oh. drugs and stuff like that to the country. You know, come on, man, stop it. I, I mean, you, human life means nothing to anyone anymore, man, and that's the bad part of it. That is just. That's just the bad part of it. You don't don't care. 
you know, and these are, what if that was your daughter? What if that was one, what was one of his kids that had been sex trafficked? You know, it's, it's just, it's ridiculous to me. It's, you know, and then to have people sweeping this up under the rug because of money. Money, I'm telling you, greed is killing this country, man. It is killing the country, and it is just, it's unbelievable, man. It is unbelievable what's going on. I just, I can't, I can't fathom it. It's just unbelievable that money will get you anything in this country. Anything. And anybody can be born. Well, now, now, wait a minute. I mean, now, hold on now. But see, you, you get on me about saying, when I say I can't believe the state of this country and where we're in, how, why are you surprised about that? Why are you surprised? Why are you surprised about the comment you just made? I, I mean, come on, man. That's just the way it's always been. Because people have money on this side, I mean, they're smart people going to make right decisions. They're usually trying to find other ways to enhance their bottom line. And usually they're dealing with nonsense on the other side of the fence. I don't know why that's so unusual. What's a, it's not unusual that a rich billionaire white guy gets off of a crime because he has, you know, folks that are in high places. I mean, it, I mean come on, man. I mean, look at and, the and fact again, that the president still hasn't released his. The president still hasn't released his, his tax his tax returns. You know why? Because he has famous people, our rich friends, our powerful people in positions. The bottom line is this is the way that works. Well, and, and let's on, let's say for, let's say for the record that um, you know, for those people who don't know who Jeffrey Epstein is and the controversy that he has, he had a yacht, he has a home in Arizona. I think he has one in Florida. He, I think he has one in New York. He's a billionaire. He used to drive underage women to international yeah. waters, and they would have sex with them. And all of, He paid them what he said was for massages and sex acts, right? So he, I think over New York State did another investigation after the, um, the guy who was on Trump administration, I guess they elevated him from the um, U.S. attorney to labor department, I think, the Department of Labor. They actually went here and let him off, right? Uh And um, Barr's father hired Epstein to teach at a private school with no college degree. So the Attorney General Barr is overseeing the U.S. attorney in New York in this particular case. So you want to talk about political connections, you, got, you have a problem with some pedophile and, you know, and, oh, I forgot. And when they read in court some of his, um, I guess, his phone book and his, the people he had connections to, Bill Clinton was in there, Donald Trump attended some of the parties. Like, that dude is connected that nobody wants his dirt to be exposed. So that's who Jeffrey Epstein is when we talk about the fact that he can have over 80 people testify against them, and, and they can't bring sex charges against them. 80 young girls. And so New York State is going at him now. So we're going to see how this one goes. Because, again, he, he received a deal from the U.S. attorney that pardoned him for everything prior to 2002. So now they're getting him on sex acts after 2002. This is going to be a mess. Oh, I'm sorry. It is a mess. I said it's going to be. It is a mess. Well, you know, 
I mean, you know, we've talked about sex trafficking, trafficking before on the show, and and we've talked about how you know young ladies are, you know, these young runaways are scooped up, and people don't care about them, and they get caught up in this mix. I mean, uh, I think you said something that was uh, uh, that I thought was very thought provoking, Jerome, earlier in the show when you talked about how a lot of these things that happen, we're almost numb to them because it's like it happens with frequency. You have you know people in office that don't know a damn thing about what they do. You know, look at uh, Ben Carson. He's a freaking brain surgeon. He's, a, you know, the secretary right. of uh, of HUD. And then when they asked him a question about HUD uh, at a, at a con- congressional uh, meeting, the <laughs> fool didn't even know what they were talking about. Oh, I thought you were using a different acronym. Huh? Or look at the Secretary of Education, Betsy Ross. She doesn't know, DeVos, she don't know a damn thing about education. And this guy, Alexander, Alexander Acosta, I think that's his name, you know, these folks, they because they kissed the ring of Trump and he puts them in office. And the same wow. commentary, and the, I, I think the, the worst thing about all of this is that American people are sitting by idly, Vanessa, and are not outraged that we have all these nincompoops and numbskulls in these positions that don't know what they're doing. That this guy has a government that's not even, I don't even think 50%, I think he has, what, 50% open, open, open uh, cabinet uh-huh. positions or whatever that number is. I mean, you know, come on. So you're surprised and he's about this? There's nothing that happens. Yeah, there's nothing that is happening right now that I'm surprised about. Nothing, nothing. It's like that white. That what's that white guy? What's that that, that story we did about three years ago, Jerome, about the guy who that, that kid who raped somebody or did something, and the judge said, "Well, he needs to, you know, we're going to give him another shot or whatever he was." He was some swimmer oh, in college. Yeah. I can't remember all the details. Yeah, in college, I mean, the Stanford kid who well, raped the unconscious girl. That. Yeah, and that recently happened again. Where a judge uh-huh. just let somebody off saying he didn't want to ruin his life. He was in family court. This is last yes! week. He was in family yes. court, and the judge went off and saying that the victim of rape. Oh, matter of fact, because I was doing the story today, so this happened last week coincidentally, that um, that the family should reconsider pressing charges against the guy who, the kid who raped her. They both were 16 because this would ruin his life. Again, because he was up for so many scholarships and stuff that they just knew he had he a said promising he was smart and comes from a good family. Yes. So <laughs> you want to talk about why De- Jeffrey Epstein got that nice plea deal in 2008? Because he came from a nice family. He's rich, so he can rape whoever he wants to. That's what we're saying in this country. Well, yeah, yeah you're right. But 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 we're, 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 but we're saying that. We're saying that about everything, though, Johnny D. When you, you know, I mean, come on, man. I mean, this stuff that's, you know, it, it, just switching topics for a second. You know, Carrie on, Ke- Kelly and our Conway. I mean, she's breaking the law. She's breaking all types of amendment, amendment all types of laws, and she's just getting away with this stuff scot free, man. I mean, it's amazing. How people just sit back and watch what's going on here. There's no, you get subpoenaed to go to Congress. Yeah, I ain't going. Okay, well, okay, well I'm just not going to show up. Let one of us get subpoenaed to, to go to court and don't show up. Man, the PD be kicking our door down. Oh, but what, because they're members of Congress? Because they're members of the, uh, the president's staff? They, they don't have to abide by the law? I mean, come on, guys. This is nonsense. 
This guy who went in the church and killed non-African Americans who was trying to bring him closer to God was arrested with no incident. But yet still you have a young man who runs in the backyard of his grandmother's uh, house and gets shot down holding the cell phone. I mean, where are we, man? I mean, what, what is this? You know, you know what's going on with with mayor with this mayor, uh, Mayor Pete? What he de- what he's dealing with? That officer turned off his body cam, and that guy is still oh he's on suspended. What? Yeah, but do you know he's right suspended away, okay. with pay. Don't forget, Jay. He is suspended with pay, yeah. so he on vacation. Of course. And, uh-huh. and let's not forget that that Pete Buttigieg dude actually fired the black police chief because yes. he said yeah. that he was listening to the other officers that he knew were corrupt. Like he knew that there was racist people, and he was actually listening in for proof, right? Because you could do that as a police officer. They're they're public servants. So he was checking on him, and Buddha Judge got rid of the black dude who's trying to get rid of corruption in the police department. He hasn't made amends for that, if there's one to be made. Now, he's the one, after I found that out, that I no longer care for him. Right. He has 0% polling with black people. Zero. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, or the Chicago police officer who... uh, what happened to that guy, Mr. Lewis? This guy, uh, he's retiring with a eighty thousand dollar pension after he rolled the little, he 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 made racist comments about uh, the president. I mean, President Obama. And this guy uh-huh. rolled out all he 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 used he exhausted all his uh, legal means to ride this thing out. So he's getting away. They couldn't fire him. Now he's going to retire with an eighty thousand dollar pension, and nothing happened to him. Of when, they, when finally they, they they got to a point where they can say we can file this guy, we can we can file these charges. He entered his uh, retirement papers. I mean, this this, uh-huh. this stuff is crazy. It, it's you know it's BS. It's nonsense. So why are we surprised? I mean, who cares? I, I you get to a point where you say, man, it is what it is. And I hate that statement, but it is what it is. I mean, what do you do? There's, there, look, look, there, Johnny D. Man. There's really two laws, man. There's laws for the for the rich and famous folks, and there's laws for common folk like us. It's just the way it is, man. It's the way it is. It ain't gonna change. It is that, Jay. Right. And then but there's you know another the thing set of laws for poor people. There's what? Good, Jerome. Another set of laws and rules oh, for, for poor, poor people. people. Well. Every yeah. every law there's yes every law there's a counter for a law in this country and so here's you know when we start talking about and I was going to talk about Kevin Spacey because he's back in in um, in court you know the British um, Scotland Yard came over to interview to interview him for some um, um, he had six sexual uh, allegations of sexual assault in the UK as well so we want to talk about people who are not just wealthy and famous, uh, but just plain wealthy, that this country, or I'm sorry, I don't think any European nations really do well with that because for some reason they give passes to white men. They rape unconscious women. Uh, it was just a mistake. They're sexually abusing their own kids. It's like, eh, yeah, but there's kids. We don't want them to grow up without a father. Like, they make they those excuses. And I can tell you, they grab if a black women, person stole they grab the women by the privacy room and claim the rock room talk. 
That's how that's how that's how white men is do stuff. They, this right. man admitted that he grabbed a woman by her private and then says, Oh, that was just locker room talk. And yeah, you got these exactly. idiots out yeah, here who believe really. Yeah, but, but but that's how it always. That's how it always has been. So I don't know why we're shocked, Johnny. You were trying to say something. Go ahead, man. Right. I, no, I was just trying to say really quickly is that you look at the little girl who took Johnny. the doll out the dollar store, and look at them draw guns on her. Uh huh. That's all I was yeah, trying to make yeah. a point. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Go ahead, Johnny. Man, go ahead and finish this up, because we got to get out of here. Final thoughts from you. You get the last word. Jay, I, I just wanted to say real quickly that the thing that we can't do is get so discouraged uh, because then it becomes complacency and contentment, and and then there's no rule Good that point. matters. So we still have to we still have to move forward and, and hold people accountable for the acts. Um, every day there's some some event that happens that draws America to the point where you know you just become desensitized. You know, it's it's like. You know, school shootings, we see so many of them now to where we have accepted that as just being part of the culture. And immorality, um, perverseness, all of these things are so common because of social media. It's always in your face. We just look at the eye, well, you know what, uh, that's the way it is. Now, of course, there's, there's the Armageddon that's going to come at, 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 at some point, probably come real soon. But every day we have to fight for morality. We have to maintain our ethics. And, and, and hold people to accountable so that they don't go below the line. Every time we lower the line, there becomes no standard. And that's what's happening in America. Absolutely. Well said. All right. Coming up next, Chatterbox and on a need-to-know basis. But first, here's an NPR news update. You listen to the serious side. We'll be right back after this. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Rice University's Master of Computer Science program. Available online for professionals to learn in-demand computer science skills. Classes start fall 2019 at rice.edu slash NPR. California Governor Gavin Newsom is estimating more than $100 million in economic damage following those two strong earthquakes centered near the Mojave Desert town of Ridgecrest. Experts are warning of more aftershocks in the days ahead. Some residents spent last night sleeping outdoors out of fear their homes are too dangerous for now. The wealthy financier Jeffrey Epstein is in federal custody and is expected to appear in court in Manhattan tomorrow. He's facing at least one charge related to sex trafficking. Epstein is a registered sex offender. He avoided more serious federal charges more than 10 years ago in a plea deal in Florida that was criticized as too lenient. As the U.S. women's soccer team prepares to play the Netherlands today in the World Cup final in France, star forward Megan Rapinoe has some strong words for soccer's governing body, FIFA. And here's Eleanor Beardsley. In a final news conference heading into Sunday's game, Rapinoe said it was unbelievable that two other FIFA competition finals, the Copa America and the Gold Cup, were being played on the same day. Rapino also discussed the pay disparity. FIFA has proposed doubling the Women's World Cup prize money to $60 million. The men's edition last year paid $400 million and will rise. Rapino said she understands the men's game is financially more advanced, but she said the women's prize should be doubled, then quadrupled, and the pay gap should not be allowed to increase. I mean, if you really care, are you letting the gap grow? Are you, I mean, are you scheduling three finals on the same day? So, no, I don't, I don't think that we feel the same level of respect um, certainly that FIFA has for the men and, and just in general. Eleanor Beardsley, NPR News, Leon. This is NPR News.
All right, folks, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It is time for Chatterbox. Final thoughts from the world famous chat room and from uh, social media. Uh, Mr. Elliott, what do you have? Nothing worth reading. Carry <laughs> on. Okay, so in other words, so in other words, you're in a fight with some folks in the chat room. All right, let me read you know, a few, then I want to give Jackie a few says minutes. Michelle Obama's not a woman, or you know. It's not nothing. All right, we don't read it. All right, we'll stop it. No, all right, well, then don't do it. Don't do it. Don't worry about it. Just let them have that. Not worth it. We're a famous chat room. All right, so let me uh, read a few comments here, and then I'm going to try to give you a few minutes, uh, for, give Jackie a few minutes to comment on what she wanted to comment on real quick. Pastor Steve, Steve Joe says, look, it is rare that a show leaves me speechless. Well, this is that show. <laughs> all I can say is that I'm praying for y'all, especially Vanessa, <laughs> Miss Vanessa, <laughs> Mariana Music. It has been a pleasure as I'm always. I'm going to church oh, in a few Mariana. minutes. I can pray for myself. But thank you. I'll take that. Let's see. Brandon. Brandon, not sure if I ever heard word nipples on the S side. Uh, Naomi, Boulder, Colorado, borderline inappropriate to discuss with Ms. Brett on a Sunday morning. And all of them are kind of along those lines, so I won't read anymore. All right, so Jackie, uh, real quick, once you get your comment in here real quick before we get to uh, to, to uh, serious, uh, we, we don't have time, and that's we, we, they're all the same. I mean, you read stuff just to kind of get a feel of what the folks are thinking. Everybody's talking about Nipplegate on you know, everybody's got their <laughs> comments about that, so I, I'm, I'm not going to read all this. Stuff. We are pretty, all right, so go ahead, are, Jackie, real quick. Yeah, I'll be quick because I don't want to be on Jerome's time. Um, I just had to do a quick commentary. Um, they placed a so-called ban <laughs> out here in California um, talking about discrimination against natural hair. I, I just find that hilarious because to me, a ban was not needed. Our hair is our personal business. You don't have a say. <laughs> you you don't you don't have a say in my hair and how I decide to do it. See, I'm an adult. I mean, I I come into interview. You say something about how my hair don't fit your corporation. See, I'm gonna just be like, well, I, then I guess I'm not gonna be a part of your corporation and just get up and leave. And I'm done with it. But that's 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 our decision. Hair is a personal, cultural decision. It's personal. It's my decision, not yours. Period. Bob yeah. and, and, and what bothers me, Sam, I'm an I'm an adult. What bothers me in these cases is with kids where people have took it upon themselves to cut their hair. Uh-uh. Like, like that wrestler, if you remember the case about the wrestler who had his dreads cut off. See, uh-uh. No, 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 no. <laughs> Some laying on a hand is going to see if you touch my kid's hair. No, no, you, you hired the teeth. You're not a barber, you're not a stylist, you're not a beautician. Stay out my kid's hair. There you go. Stay out of kid's hair. Okay. All right, good topic. Glad you brought it up and, uh, you know, good stuff. All right, well, I I think it's time. I'm sorry, did someone call my name? Oh, okay, going once, going twice. All right, you know what time it is. Five, four, three, two, one. 
The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. All right, folks, it is time for my favorite part of the show, the one and only Mr. Jerome Street and on the need-to-know basis. What's going on, man? What do you have for us this morning? Well, you know, alert levels at the at Hawaii's, I guess it's called Maunu Lao Volcano. It's the world's largest <laughs> volcano. I guess wow. that's what it's called. Uh, it, it, it was raised from normal to advisory um, after weeks of many earthquakes around um, around the ground swelled. So the U.S. Geological Survey um, changed the level from normal to advisory. So um, that began in March. So, you know, they said the earthquakes began in March, and they keep getting worse. And now that we had a couple of earthquakes in California over the last couple of days, that they're expecting some activity along those chain islands as well. So this is going to be interesting, and hopefully everybody's going to be okay. I wanted to put that out there. If you're in Hawaii. Now, Arctic, uh, I guess that the ice sheet has shrunk by an area of the size of Mexico in just three years, and now it's at a record low. So in 2014, the Arctic sea ice reached a record um, maximum extent, while the Arctic reached a minimal extent, like on the top of their, um, I guess it's the top and lowest um, levels since satellite records began. So the Arctic sheet is... um, Antarctica um, is they're losing they're losing ice, so which means the sea levels are rising. By the way, so if you live on the coast, be forewarned that the sea levels are going up. Now, the number of babies born in Italy hit a record low in 2018. The nation's population has shrunk by about 400,000 in four years, or the uh, equivalent population of their fourth largest city. Now, Italy's National Statistics Office said the number of babies being born in the country is record low. And this is the lowest level since the unification of Italy in 1861. I just wanted to put that out there. Oh, I'm sorry. It's the seventh large city. I guess it's Bologna, I guess is where it's called. So Italy is having that problem again. And, you know, I think I did the story last year where they were doubling the amount of social services that they would give um, parents because they want people to have more babies. Now, ABC, NBC, and CBS did not show the dotar Trump salute to America for the 4th of July and, um, <laughs> on, their, on their newscast. Fox, of course, had a special C-SPAN had a special, and CNN did, but it still didn't work out because their numbers suck. So, although some people yeah. are talking about, you know, it was a salute to our troops, everybody else recognized it as um, a campaign, one big campaign rally. That's all that was. So, right, that, yeah, you know, did you did you see the fact that you're talking about Georgia? <laughs> the, the airports and the uh, air, how they had troops in the airports back in the yeah, Revolutionary yeah. War. <laughs> that, that they that they secured the airport, like yeah, oh, okay. In the Revolutionary War, yeah, they they had airports back then too. Mm. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Um, Trump, Trump said his teleprompter went on him, but 
that that does not excuse you from knowing general American history. Yes, which, which oh, tells you. Yeah, I was gonna say, which tells you he really cheated in school. <laughs> like, uh-huh. There's something fundamentally <laughs> about him that um, people really don't want to see. All right, I know uh-huh. Jack brought this up, but um, California did ban discrimination against Afros, dreadlocks, making it illegal to stop people from wearing the, hair school, the hairstyle in schools and offices. So the law is primarily aimed at protecting the rights of black people um, who favor, like, distinctive cuts is how they described it. Um, it was passed unanimously on both sides of the chamber, so hopefully it's they're, they're making it into law. But they're banning discrimination against people who have locks and dreadlocks and, and um, pro afros and afro puffs and whatever. I, I I agree with what Jack said. It is crazy that the the people ban the white folks who don't have these hairstyles ban them on other people because they don't wear them. Uh-huh. That, again, it's still a part of supremacy. If we can't do it, you can't do it. Right? You're only allowed to do what we can do. Uh-huh. Yep. Now Hartsfield Jackson. Atlanta International Airport is one of the few major U.S. airports or hubs where people can't uh, can still smoke inside uh, designated rooms, but they just banned e-cigarettes, and the city <laughs> will ban vapes too. So wow. you cannot smoke okay. e-cigarettes in Atlanta Hartsville Airport. Just in case you're flying. Now, a federal federal judge blocked Trump's asylum seeker policy that would have kept 40,000 migrants detained for at least six months. So the U.S. District um, Judge Martha um, um, Peachman ruled on Tuesday that people who were detained after entering the country illegally to seek protections are are entitled to bond hearings. They just wanted to hold them indefinitely. But a federal judge blocked that um, this week. Um, First Lady, I'm sorry, Real First Lady Michelle Obama has recalled yeah. having uh, to rebuke the unwanted <laughs> stereotypes of being an angry black woman during the uh, President Obama's 2008 campaign. Um, in an inspirational speech um, in Louisiana, I guess she was at the Essence Fest on Saturday, so the former First Lady was interviewed by Gail King at the 25th Essence Music Festival and brought up... Um, the label, she said that she knows all too well that many African-American women have been plagued with. And she addressed the topic that she felt compelled to write about in Chapter 17 of her best-selling autobiography, Becoming. I thought I'd give her a plug. She also told the audience that um, she dealt with her rise from being a Chicago lawyer to, uh, a, uh, to worldwide fame. It came with... Um, vicious opinions about her family like her family was attacked mm-hmm. repeatedly just from her being first lady and she's right about really? that yep. yeah. so shout out to I real first lady <laughs> I ain't talking about her like that the other hook, I'm sorry I'm that sorry. hook I'll talk about but not the first lady we don't talk about first ladies mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure you're getting some stuff in the chat room on this but fight me when you say that and send your letters to your trash really? can. Yeah. Really? Now, Iran has um, confirmed that today the level of enriched uranium 
will pass the limit set by the 2015 nuclear deal. Um, that decision comes a year after dotard Trump withdrew the U.S. from their agreement and the Chinese, um, uh, Chinese spy warship has been put under surveillance as it traveled near Australian um, territorial waters um, to monitor like joint exercises of the U.S. So not only is Iran doing this, now China is now doing something. So you have a president that can't focus on anything but a daggone parade. And now all these other countries are like, you know what? We're just going to go ahead with our plans to defy anything that the United States is telling us to do. Yeah. Okay. Why wouldn't it? Nobody, yeah. Nobody's home. Yep. Now, I know we talked about Jeffrey Epstein, but he was charged with sex trafficking on Saturday by federal prosecutors in Manhattan. Um, and that Epstein, Epstein will be making his first appearance in court on Monday. And um, the U.S. Attorney's Office and a spokesman with the New York um, Police Department you know, they declined to comment on what was going on, but this news comes out days after a judge ordered an unseal, an unsealing of nearly 2,000 pages of records related to the civil case that could um, reveal how he and accused accomplice, I guess is um, Justine Maxwell, allegedly trafficked underage girls. So they have 2,000 pages that they're about to spread out on this dude when he goes to court in New York. They're about to blow his whole underage trafficking. Because, you know, a lot of other people need to go down for that. He wasn't the only one. So somebody was recruiting right. these girls to get them there. Now, the story that we talked about uh, a little bit was this 16-year-old boy who, who texts, when your first time having sex is rape. He texts that to his friends while he filmed himself sexually assaulting or raping a 16-year-old at a pajama party. But the judge gave him leniency because he said he's from a good family who gets good grades. So New Jersey judge, what you say? That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of damn sense. (laughs) Exactly. New Jersey judge um, James uh, Torino refused to allow the teenager to be uh, tried in an adult court, saying that the claims were not a traditional case of rape and that the boy had not shown calculation or cruelty he even complimented uh or he even complained that the victim had not been told about the um, devastating effect that a full adult trial could have on the boy he still called him a boy too now the judge ruling has now been overturned by a higher court and according to prosecutors the boy named as DMC in court documents, he is under 16. Oh, he still is 16. Um, had assaulted a girl, also 16, at a party in New Jersey in 2017. So this happened in 2017, right? That's two years ago. If he's 18 now, they need to try him as an adult. They should have tried him as an adult then, but they really need to try him now. Mm. Now, wow. Yep. Now, a, another teacher who's 30 sent sexual videos to a 15-year-old girl and performed sex acts while they spoke on FaceTime. He's jailed for 10 years. Now, he talked about it and uh, and got 10 years. And this guy raped somebody, and they won't let him go. Sorry, just wow. 
Now, a Mormon man who's 19 is charged with extorting young girls on social media by threatening to Photoshop their faces into explicit photos and send uh, rapists their home address. How does he know rapists? He, he threatened to send rapists their home address if they didn't send him new pictures. Jeez, so he's saying to them, he, he had to be 19. He said that if you don't send me a new picture, I'm going to Photoshop a new picture a picture of you on a new picture and send your um, information to sex offenders. This guy is Gabe Ryan Gilbert, and no question that he has three names. He's 19 of Utah. He's charged with sexual exploitation and sexual extortion of minors for allegedly threatening young girls online in hopes of uh, obtaining new photos of them. And by the way, while I'm at it, a kindergarten teacher and pastor's wife, 49, sexually assaulted a male student and sent new photos and videos of two boys for six years. So Shannon Griffin, a kindergarten teacher, and a mother of three from Illinois has been charged with criminal sexual assault, soliciting child porn, pornography, and distributing harmful materials. They just saw that. Mm. Saw that, saw that. Wow. I know. We, we're in that part of the show that that whole nipple story didn't seem so bad. Now, did it? Now here's no, no. <laughs> See, Jay, Jay didn't think I could top that. I can top that. Now, um, you yeah. know, it, it, this is, I, well, I need to watch how I rephrase this. You know, Jay said I, used to, I did a Johnson story before, but I never really do, do those stories. But apparently a man has his Johnson reconstructed using tissues from his arm. Uh, it was 16 years after it was burnt off by an electric shock in India. Jeez. So a 25-year-old man said the surgery was nothing less than a miracle. And surgeons in, in, in India used um, skin grafts with tissue vessels and nerves, and um, they later inserted an implant. So there you go for my Johnson stories. I'm helping Vanessa out. Her letters won't come. They're going to all come to me because of these stories. But anywho, oh. just thought I'd put that out there. Now... <laughs> Donald Ray Cherry, 32, one of two Montana men charged, get this, with decapitating, I'm not going to say the guy's name, someone who's 41, because they had an obsession with zombie and zombie movies, and they wanted to, they wanted to eat his brain. What? Yes. Now, you know, again, in the world of all sickness, that these fools... Cut some guy's head off because they were obsessed with zombie movies. My God. My God. Uh, okay, let me do a, a healthy story. Okay. So, oranges, grapes, and carrots contain cancer-fighting compounds, which closely resemble molecules that are already used in licensed drugs. So, Imperial College in London, experts found out that um, you can use um, grapes, in oranges to help fight cancer. Huh. Okay. Well, there you go. That's hey, what would you, that's what would you that like a better can, story, Jay? Uh, that's what we can use, Carter. No, that's, that's great. I, mean, no, no, I don't want to press my luck. Let's leave it right no, there. No, no, no. Press your luck on this one. <laughs> Tennis champion. <laughs> okay, press my luck. The 15-year-old who's been winning in Wilmington. I forgot to talk about her today. Yes. Girl yeah, well, go ahead. Atlanta. We can do that one. Go ahead. That's a good one. Yeah, she's from Atlanta, lives in Florida. Shout out to the 15-year-old who beat Venus, who beat some other woman who was a champion, 
and then won again yesterday, plays on Monday. And so with Roger Federer out there, with Serena out there, with all of these great players, she is getting the headlines. So shout out to her. Absolutely. That's the way to end it, man. I've been watching her. Coco Golf. She's a good one, man. She looks just like Venus, too. Looks just like her. Wow. Sure does. It's amazing how much they look alike. Looks just like her. That was her idol. And uh, okay. once again, the power of the Williams sisters, because had she not beat Venus, she wouldn't be getting this kind of pull. Come on. This is me. Hey. Our girls are still ruling tennis, even though they're not winning as much as they used to. All right. It's our hey. final thoughts. And I'll just say this real quick. Um, to Cheryl, Cheryl, I'm going to read your comments. You sent me a comment. I'm going to read your comment as my final thought because you don't think I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it during my final thoughts. But it's time for final thoughts. Vanessa, your first final thoughts. My final thought is is that we all need to not just pray for Vanessa, but we need to pray for our president, his wife, and the whole first family. We also need to pray for these children that are licking on the ice cream and drinking out the soap bottles and putting them back on the counter. And y'all need to check your ice cream and check your soap bottle and make sure they haven't been opened before you pick it up off the counter and put it in your shopping cart. So, y'all have an awesome week, and y'all might not like my comments, but guess what? It was the truth. Have a blessed week. All right. Good stuff. All right, Johnny D, man, final thoughts. Jay, just again, I appreciate the opportunity to be uh, part of, of, of the show and, and to be with, with such a, a, a great uh, group of individuals. Uh, it's informative to, to myself, so I hope that, that what we provide and what I provide uh, um, really allows people an opportunity to, to, to think and grow. And it really is about just trying to serve the communities and educate and inform uh, in a, with integrity. So thank you again. So, hey man, appreciate you, man. Love you, love you to death. Smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Spree, man. Final thoughts. Hey, I just want to say that everybody just have a good week. I don't really have a good final thought, but just want to send out again to Coco Golf, who again, not only did she play at the level of the Williams sisters, she is the only one that hits a hundred and over a hundred and twenty miles in her serve as well. So she ain't there by a fluke because that girl can't play. She is knocked, she knocked out of the park. And, you know, her press conference was sounds like she was 15 years old. Her, kid, her parents did not let her grow up to be grown when she says she was happy that Beyonce mom retweeted her. So she was hoping that Beyonce would help her uh, get some tickets to a next Beyonce concert. She is 15 and she's killing it. So shout out to that little girl. I love it, <laughs> Absolutely, Jackie's still out. Jackie, man, follow Jackie. Follow comments. Final thoughts. Stay out my hair. I'm done. All right, all right. That's easy, Mr. Elias, man. Get the last word. Final thoughts, brother. Look, final thoughts to this: If you don't get out and vote, you get more of the same crap and the idiots that we deal with every day. These cats don't believe nothing. And shout out to uh, to Mosh for leaving the Republican Party because he couldn't stand the garbage anymore. He's not being led by his nose blindly. He's he's, he's sticking up for what he believes in. Thank God for him. 
uh, we're going to talk. Uh, that ain't all what it's cracked up to be. We'll talk about that next week. Real quick, uh, I want to say final thoughts to my sister. I love you to death today. It's her birthday. God bless you. And I'll make some more comments about you next week. But I want to read something that a lady by the name of Cheryl from Brooklyn, New York, put in. She didn't think I was going to read it. But I'm going to read her comments and we're going to get out of here. She said, Jay, may not read my comments live, which is fine, but I wanted to make sure that I voiced my opinion on today's show. The reason why we tune into the Serious Society Sunday morning is to be informed, educated on important topics pertaining to our community. As an African-American woman, I was so delighted to finally find a talk show that keeps it real, addresses topics that are near and dear to me and people who look like me. I swell with pride when I tell my friends and family to listen to a show that features the opinions of some of the smartest people in radio. In my opinion, the First Lady's breast should not be a part of that conversation. Have a blessed Sunday. So, Mr. LS, if it's Sunday... And we're talking serious stuff. What time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the J. Wow. Show. Folks, it's been a pleasure to serve you as always. Enjoy your Sunday, and we love you, and ain't a damn thing you can do about it. So for, for Vanessa Lane Belly, for the Macanelli, for Johnny D, for Mr. Jerome Spree, for Jackie and Mr. Elias, I'm Jerry Ross, and have a wonderful work week. And remember, if it's Sunday, and we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side. God bless. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Go to church. Go to church and pray. <laughs> Reclaiming her time. (laughs) You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.